Hello and welcome to the Mumshon podcast with me, Helen Gatt. This is a podcast that aims to raise awareness for health and fitness for birthing people by creating space for discussion, expression, connection and education. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about exercising safely through pregnancy. So we're going to take a little bit of a different approach to this episode as the previous episodes where I've had guests on and we've discussed their experiences and their stories. And we're going to um, focus on a little bit more of the education side for this one. So it's just me. I'm just going to talk you through plenty of information um, and we're going to be discussing this topic about safe exercise through pregnancy. And I know it's a pretty um, in-depth topic and it's something that I get asked an awful lot of questions about um, and it seems like there's um, it's quite tricky to find a lot of information about so let's get going so to start with we're going to talk about what it actually means to be safe so when we're talking about being safe through pregnancy we're talking about a different um, a few different areas of consideration and they're all going to be absolutely unique to you and your pregnancy and I think that's the main takeaway through all of this and through everything that I speak um, to people about. And it's about just bearing in mind that you as an individual and your pregnancy is entirely unique to any other that's ever going to happen. So it's quite difficult to find information that's entirely relevant to you and your situation because that would take an awful lot of time to put together. Um, And you can't always predict what's going to happen. So there are some things that are general information um, and there's an awful lot of more information that it's kind of up to you to figure out what is the best um, course to take through that and the best way to interpret that for you and your situation. So I want to start at the, the right down at the bottom in terms of contraindications. So these are the things that are um if you have any of these, it's not recommended that you undertake exercise, certainly to any like rigorous degree. And it's something that you'd really need to consult with your um, your doctor, your consultant with, and a specialist with um, before undertaking any exercise. It's something that we really need to keep a close eye on. Um, and these are a few different things that they're mostly to do with pregnancy um, or pregnancy related or the risk of um, premature birth. And it's something that you you would be very much aware of. So these include things like um, if you have ruptured membranes or premature labour, um, persistent second or third trimester bleeding or placenta previa. Um, so we want to make sure that we're not experiencing any of that. If you are, then we need to you need to go and see um, a health practitioner as soon as possible, straight away. Um, pregnancy induced hypertension or preeclampsia. So if you have either of those, then we need to make sure that you're not straining yourself um, through exercise. If you have an incompetent cervix, so if your cervix isn't um, as strong as it needs to be, and there's a risk that um, things can, like labour can happen a little bit early down to the, the how your cervix is functioning, um, we want to protect that. If there's any evidence of intrauterine growth restriction, um, so if there's not enough space um, or for growth for baby to grow, or if, if baby's growth isn't isn't happening as um, as quickly as it should be, then we want to um, make sure that we're supporting that properly. Um, a high order pregnancy, so this is something like a multiple pregnancy, like twins or triplets, um, that are at risk of premature labour, premature birth. So. Triplets um, in particular, they can come really early um, in the early 30s um, in terms of weeks. And then uh, twin pregnancies, twin pregnancies do differ. There are different kinds of pregnancies. If you have a twin pregnancy, you're already deemed high risk as it is. However, um, we'll come on to this in terms of making the best choice for you. There are different types of twin pregnancies. And some of them are a little bit more high risk and a little bit more at risk of premature labour than others. Um, However, this is where we want to discuss is exercise completely out of the question for you or is it not? And we'll come on to that. Um, And then other things like uncontrolled type 1 diabetes, hypertension, thyroid disease, any serious cardiovascular, respiratory or um, systemic disorder. So if you've got heart disease um, or a serious uh, lung condition, respiratory condition, then exercise is not recommended for you throughout pregnancy just because of the demand on those systems that being pregnant already has on your body so um being pregnant already demands an awful lot of your your heart and your lungs so we want to make sure that we're not demanding anything more 
that is already needed from you. So if you have any of those things or you experience any of those things throughout your pregnancy, that's when we need to put the exercise on the back foot for a while. Make sure that your body is in the best health it can be. Make sure that baby is safe. Make sure that you're safe and just change your priorities there. When it comes to things like those type 1 diabetes, hypertension, um, thyroid, cardiovascular respiratory conditions, um, we really need to consult with your with your doctor and with your physicians about how you can approach um, or how you may be able to approach exercise during pregnancy with those conditions um, and really keep a really close eye on it. It may be the case that it's just not the right time for you to be undertaking any physical activity and you just really need to take care of yourself. There are a few other um, conditions and a few other instances where it we want to take a close look at, at how you're coping and, um, and how you're feeling. And again, work with your doctor, though they don't mean that you perhaps don't, you know, can't exercise at all. Um, but we just need to make sure that we're doing, we're taking care of you in the best way possible. And obviously throughout pregnancy, we're always going to take care of the best way, to take care of you the best way possible. We want to make sure that happens. But these are some things where we might need to just take a further look and um, make sure that what we're doing isn't actually making things, making you feel any worse, making things um, any worse and put you at a higher risk and that it's really supporting your body. So these things include things like um, if you have a history of spontaneous um, uh, miscarriage or premature labour in previous pregnancies, so it's, this is something that's happened to you previously, we will, then we want to do the best that we can to make sure that your body is coping well with this pregnancy. Um, any mild or moderate cardiovascular or respiratory disease. So um, these are things like chronic hypertension or asthma. We want to make sure that we're not aggravating that one or making that any worse and that that's nice and under control um, and you've got the right medication that you need for that to be able to, to exercise. If you've got anemia or an iron deficiency, we want to make sure that we've got that under control as well. So anemia um, and iron deficiency is making can make you very, very tired and breathless. So we don't want to be exaggerating that. Um, we want to make sure that we're, you're supported from the medical side um, before we get into any exercise. If you've got, um, if you've got an existing malnutrition or eat, eating disorder, um, then we want to make sure that you know, your nutrition is working well for you, that you're fully supporting your body, um, and that any exercise isn't going to make things um, more difficult for your body to support that ex that pregnancy um, and also if you've got um, a high level of obesity as well so if you have um i'm not a fan of bmi but to use bmi as a as a a guide if you've got bmi of over 40 and you're in that morbid obese kind of um range then we really need to work with your um with your doctors to make sure that anything that we do do really helps to support your body through this pregnancy um, and doesn't ask too much of your body Again, twin pregnancies, um, this is something that we, we need to take into consideration. They are considered a high-risk pregnancy. Um, so once we get into the like the third trimester, towards the end of the second trimester, into the third trimester, we want to make sure that we're fully supporting the continual growth of your babies um, and that your body is, is still up for, um, for growing those babies and keeping those babies nice and safe. Like I mentioned just a little bit earlier, there are different kinds of twin pregnancies and some of them are at more risk of premature labour than others. Um, so if you've got um, what we call mono-mono twins, so these are twins that share a placenta and share the amniotic sac, um, they tend to come the earliest, so they can come um, really early on in, pregnancy, in, in that um, third trimester. Then there's um, uh, mono-die, so they can share a placenta but they have separate amniotic sacs they tend to come on maybe a touch later um, and then perhaps the lowest risk um, if you want to call it are the die die twins so these are the twins who have their own placentas and their own amniotic sacs but obviously it's still an awful lot of demand on the body um, to grow and support um, these two babies at the same time so once we get into the later stages of pregnancy um, we want to just make sure that that is still a, a positive thing for your body to do isn't asking too much of your body um, particularly towards those later stages that's where those babies like to pile on the weight and we like to get get the baby weight up a little bit so you'll be monitored regularly how um, through pregnancy to make sure babies are growing well so we just need to work with 
um, with your doctors and with your medical practitioners just to make sure that everything's going okay with the babies um, and that you feel well and that any exercise program that you undertake supports that and, and allows that to continue because we want those babies to stay in there as long as possible um, even even those mono mono twins where it's it's kind of expected that they're going to come early the later they come obviously the better chance that they've got um, so you want to make sure that your body's set up to support that um, and then if you've got any other significant medical conditions, so if you have, have any other significant medical conditions already existing or that develop throughout pregnancy, we need to make sure that we're really working with you and with your medical practitioners, um, with any medication that you may be taking, with any advice that you may be given. And it's really important for you as well to speak to um, your consultants or um, if, you, if you're under a midwife maybe see if you can be passed over to a consultant to discuss any of these conditions and the effects that exercise is having has on them um the more information you can get the better it's it's not often that you'll be offered the information about how to exercise throughout pregnancy even if you've got one of these conditions um so you might need to ask and just say where you know what what's the recommended advice for me where can I find out some more information um, what is it safe for me to do what do I need to make sure that I'm not not doing what do I need to tell my trainer my coach if you're working with one um, and how can I go about having the, the healthiest and the um, the uh, as low risk of pregnancy as possible and and just gather that gather that information and do some research the more you know about your own situation the better you are going to be at, um at making decisions about what what is safe and what you can do rather than being in complete fear and 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 not doing anything not being able to make any decisions um we want you to be able to make the right decisions for you so they're the kind of things that we would say either it's not it's not a great time for you to be exercising it's it's more of a time for us to be looking after your body um, and making sure that your body can support the pregnancy um and also those things where let's keep an eye on it let's make sure that we're we're not making anything um worse and we're not putting you at any more risk by undertaking any pregnancy so in terms of absolute safety you know there that's that's where we're going to set the baseline at Moving up from there, once we do become pregnant and you start to exercise, there's a number of symptoms that you should be aware of um, that may occur while you're exercising um, or just generally throughout your pregnancy that will mean you need your body needs a break and you need to go and see somebody. You need to go and see your antenatal clinic um, or perhaps even, you know, even A&E. Um, if some of these happen and they, they don't uh, they don't subside and these are generally things that you'll know you'll you'll know things aren't quite right and you'll know that something needs to happen but it's something that you might not even have considered so I'm going to go through the things that I, that we want you to look out for while you're exercising so things like being really really tired if you are, I mean, tiredness is just a part of being pregnant, um, particularly for the first trimester and then towards the end of the third trimester. You know, your body's doing an awful lot of work and it's normal to feel like you just need a nap. It's all, normal to feel really, really tired. However, if you're constantly feeling really fatigued, um, then it's a it's a, a sign perhaps that you are a little bit anemic. You've got an iron deficiency, so it's good to... Um, maybe get some blood tests done obviously we do they do take bloods throughout your pregnancy you have it done at the eight week mark and then again at the 28 week mark just to see how things are going um and speak to perhaps your midwife and just say look i'm really feeling really really tired and it's not passing um i'm worried that, that something's something needs just taking a look at but if you're feeling i mean general tiredness exercise is really good for just clearing out the cobwebs and waking yourself up a bit and if that's how you're feeling then fantastic but if you if that doesn't happen and you're still feeling extremely tired, extremely exhausted, um, then you need to go and, and have that checked out and maybe just put the exercise on the back burner for a while until you're feeling better. Other things, um, any if you have any bleeding whatsoever from the vagina, even early on, um, if it's just called, if it's just spotting, just take a break. Um, early on, you may experience some spotting um, within your pregnancy. But if that happens after you've exercised or while you're exercising and doesn't stop and continues to happen, then you need to go and get that checked out. 
any um, faintness, dizziness, um, feeling sick, headaches that don't pass. So in particular, things like feeling dizzy and feeling sick while you're exercising. So it, it's quite common that you'll feel a bit lightheaded, particularly again in that first trimester. Um, it's common to feel a bit like woozy, lightheaded if you stand up too quickly or if you, um, if you move around, if, you, if you're going from like being laid down to stood up and doing those kind of movements in your workouts. If that doesn't pass once you stop moving around, um, then you need to go and get that checked out. Uh, and if it continues to happen, just park those movements. Um, you don't want to push yourself into a, a point where you're feeling dizzy um, or lightheaded or sick. Just move on to a different movement. Take those out for a little while until you're feeling a little bit better. Um, any abdominal pain, particular in particular like severe cramps, um, even to the point of like if you if you experience like Braxton Hicks while you're training, just pause and let them settle um, and just you know make yourself feel comfortable. But if it then becomes like rhythmic contractions um, and very painful, then we need to stop exercising. You need to go and check out to make sure that you've not gone into labour um, and let them pass and just let you let yourself recover from those. And if they don't pass, you need to go and go and have that checked out. Any sudden swelling, um, so this can be the ankles, it can be your hands, it can be your face. So swelling in general is is very very common throughout your pregnancy. Um, especially in those areas however if it comes on all of a sudden then you need to go you need to stop what you're doing you need to go and get that checked out and uh, that can be a sign of things like preeclampsia so you need to be really aware of that um, any persistent headaches or if you've got problems with headaches um, that are particularly made worse while you're exercising you need to have those checked out um, any swelling pain or redness or hot spots within your calf so if you've got um if, if your calves are sore, if they start to swell up, if they're feeling hot, if they're looking red, um, that's a sign of um, DVT, so deep vein thrombosis. So you need to go and you need to go and have that checked out. You need to go and get that sorted. You need to stop what you're doing, go and get that sorted. Um, and mostly we want to make sure that you're gaining healthy weight throughout your pregnancy, and so is your baby as well. So if there's any stalling um, in baby's weight gain, or if there's um, if you feel like you're struggling to um to to gain weight or if you're not gaining weight um then we need to make sure that the exercise that you're doing isn't making that any worse and that it's it's prohibiting you from gaining that healthy weight and being able to support your baby so those are the kind of things that may happen um may not happen they're not things that you would go into pregnancy with generally um, but things that may occur, if they, particularly if they occur while you're exercising, that's when you need to stop. You need to go and get those checked out and just not exercise until you feel like they are under control um, and that everything's okay there. And then on top of that, we've just got general common sense. So the way I like to explain it is if there's any question in your mind about whether you should be doing something, you probably shouldn't be doing it. So if something doesn't feel comfortable, so whether that's within your body and you feel like, oh, that feels like it's pulling a bit, that feels a bit tight, that doesn't feel so comfortable, I feel like I'm squishing things up, I feel like I can't breathe too well, I feel like I'm something's gone a bit tingly, I'm a bit dizzy, then let's switch it out. Let's just switch it out. The main thing is that you are as, a, as comfortable as possible throughout your training, throughout your exercise. Um, so we don't want you to be feeling any um, discomfort or any pain um, or being worried about anything. And then also, you know, if there are certain movements you're like, my body feels okay, but I'm not sure how good this is for me right now, then get a bit more information on it. It may just be that the amount of information that you've got isn't helping you to make those decisions. So you just need to, to ask somebody and speak to somebody about it and say, look, I'm doing these things. I'm not sure if I should be doing them or not. Um, can you tell me, are they okay? Is there anything I need to change up? Um, if you have all that information and some things just don't sit well with you, it's okay to just park it for a while. You know, do what makes you feel good. Um, can find other ways to move, find other ways to enjoy fitness and, and exercise. 
and just help yourself to feel a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more comfortable throughout your pregnancy and throughout the enjoyment of it. So that's how we like to approach the, it's kind of like the one, two, three stage of, of are you safe to exercise while you're pregnant? So there's those contraindications that say, Mm-mm, prayer exercise isn't, just isn't, should not be undertaken right now. Um, and we really need to make sure that you're under the care of your doctors, the right doctors, and you're getting the right information. And everything's under control and your body is fully supported for this pregnancy. Then there's a the number two of you may be fit and healthy and well and everything's absolutely fine and you're, you know, you're enjoying your exercise. However, this symptom has appeared. So let's go get that checked out. Let's make sure that everything is okay um, and that any future exercise that you do doesn't have that happen again or doesn't make that worse. And then that number three of just be comfortable um, and make sure that you just you feel good while you're exercising. Now, obviously, as I mentioned at the, at the beginning, it's going to be so different for everybody. Even, you know, you could have you could have had five pregnancies that's resulted in five babies and be pregnant with number six, and it will be entirely different to the rest of them. So just because you know these are the things that are written down on paper and this is the the, the information that's given out doesn't mean necessarily mean that it's going to fit you um, and your situation and that's how it goes for general information when we're looking at is it safe to exercise while I'm pregnant or what kind of exercise should I do you can find loads of information online from particularly places like the NHS they have guidelines on on exercising through pregnancy but they're really really general and the reason for that is because it's impossible to give thorough advice to absolutely everybody at the time that they need it particularly from one source and one place that doesn't deal with individuals so their guidelines have to account for everybody no matter whether you have never exercised um, and want to start exercising my pregnancy or whether you're you know you're a professional um athlete and exercise and physical movement and um training is a a very much a part of your life these guidelines need to apply to you so they'll say things like um as long as you feel comfortable continue doing what you were doing before you became pregnant or um start slow and gradually increase the amount of exercise that you're doing they'll say things like aim for 150 minutes of exercise a week but start with perhaps 30 minutes a week and, and move that up um it'll say things like Make sure that you can hold a conversation while you're exercising. And these are all to make sure that the, um, the relative intensity that you put into your workouts is appropriate for you. So when we say things like make sure you can hold a conversation while you're exercising, if you're going to say that to somebody who's used to training six days a week, is a very fit individual and is used to pushing their body to its limits, to tell them to hold a conversation while they're exercising is going to sound like they're only allowed to walk. Um, when actually, if you think about how fit that individual is, that individual could probably hold a conversation at a level of exercise that perhaps another individual would be struggling to breathe at. So it's all about taking into account the relative of intensity of everything. And that's the main kind of focus when we're looking at how to start exercising in your pregnancy and how to continue training through your pregnancy pregnancy isn't a time to be pushing for um new personal bests it's not a time to be seeing what your body's capable of it's not a time to be maxing out and collapsing in a pile on the floor after your workout um it's a time for supporting your body and there are a number of ways and the number of things that we need to take into consideration for and, and the number of aims for exercising throughout pregnancy and the kind of the kind of training that you're going to do which we'll come on to but generally speaking um, we're just we're supporting your body through this pregnancy and making you feel good. So let's talk relative intensity a bit more. How that looks um, in terms of what you do actually in the gym or if you're out on a run will depend again entirely on who you are and how that makes you feel. Let's take that guideline of being able to hold a conversation while you're exercising. That's a really good place to start, particularly if you are new to exercise. It's a really good place to start because what it'll do is it'll give you a nice guideline, a nice baseline of what feel, what it feels like to get your heart rate up and get your breathing up somewhat without the risk of you 
pushing too far into being just totally exhausted um, and demanding too much of your body straight away. For someone who's been training for a while, that's also a really good guideline for helping you to just bring things back a little bit. So if you're someone who exercises quite regularly, um, you can be somebody who feels like they need to put their all into every session that they do. And becoming pregnant can be a big hit on that. It can be something difficult to to come to terms with um, and to get your head around. You can feel like you're not um, like you're going to lose all your strength or all your fitness or that you're not doing what you what you air quote should be doing. Um, So having that guideline will just help you to understand that it's okay to pull back. Um, And here's the level to which you should be pulling back. If we're talking about, in particular, like cardiovascular training, um, so there is some information still about around not taking a heart rate over 140. Now, this is old information. um, And again, changes for each individual. So for for someone to push their heart rate over 140, that might be um, a really high heart rate for you and that might be something that that pushes you towards the maximal effort of what your body's capable of particularly if you're trying to sustain that it can be really difficult so your heart rate generally will need to be kept a little bit lower but if you're someone who um, is used to having um, or going through um, workouts and exercising where your heart rate is regularly pushed and sustained over that that limit then you're going to be comfortable, your body's going to be capable of having a higher heart rate throughout your workouts. What's more important, no matter how high your heart rate goes, is that it comes down afterwards. So once you've stopped moving, once you've stopped exercising, that heart rate and your breathing rate should settle back down to normal within a few minutes. It should come back down nice and steadily. You should feel like you're recovered. You should be able to feel like you can get your breath back. It's when your heart rate stays elevated and when your breathing stays heavy for a while after you've exercised, that's when you need to um, go and seek some further medical help. And they're the kind of areas that we want to avoid pushing you into in your workouts. So yeah, getting your heart rate up, breathing hard, are all absolutely fine while you're pregnant, as long as you it comes back down and you can recover well once you've finished exercising or once you stop moving. Even if it's just a break within your workout, you should feel like your heart rate does come back down, your breathing does come back down a little bit and your body is able to control that. Um, If we're talking weight training, then we're looking at, obviously that does push your heart rate high and it does push your breathing high, but we're probably going to look more at effort. Um, So actual perceived effort of moving the weight um, and moving your body through those ranges of motion. So as a general rule, you probably want to start to stick around about 70% of where you would normally work to. However, that's going to be different for everybody again. So you might be entirely comfortable moving it around about 80, 85% for a while. Um, and then maybe perhaps bring it down a little further. You may get pregnant and automatically feel like I can't move more than 50%. And that's what you really want to pay attention to. Pay attention to how your body feels. We're not at a point where we're going to be working at maximal efforts. You want to be able to feel like you could move comfortably um, for a few extra reps at the end of each set. Um, so if you're doing, for instance, if you to do a set of eight, then really the kind of weight that you want to move you should feel like you could probably get like 10 to 12 out fine um, rather than it being like a max effort eight or you're struggling to get the eight out it's really tough you want to be able to hold a little bit in the tank feel like you've got a little bit left at the end of it um and that's like just a general rule I think that's a really good general way of approaching that kind of training through no matter what kind of movement that you're doing always feel like you've got a little bit left in the tank always feel like you've got a little bit of reserve um and that it's not going to take all of your effort to complete whatever movement or whatever reps that it is is that you're doing. Um, So you can see how we can take that general advice and start to just filter it out a little bit into your specific circumstances. So whether you're a beginner exerciser or, excuse me, a more elite exerciser, um, professional athlete, no matter what your um, what kind of exercise it is you're doing, whether you're a runner, you're a weightlifter, you're a crossfitter, whether you enjoy yoga or tennis, whatever it may be, you all have your 
um, levels of effort that you're used to and that you're comfortable with. You'll all know what is a very sustainable effort, what is something that's going to get myself get myself moving a little bit more that probably um, means that I'll have to rest for a little bit in between my workouts and then those maximal efforts. You should have a good idea of how that feels for your body. And what we're going to do is just keep you out of that maximal effort um, and working towards those slightly lower ranges. So you may be thinking, well, like what, what am I getting out of my workouts then? If I'm going to start bringing down those efforts um, and not pushing myself into those, those ranges, what is it that I'm, that I'm aiming for within the workouts? And there are loads of things that we want to make sure that we're supporting and loads of aims and goals for training through pregnancy. So let's have a look at some of those. So the main aims for supporting a healthy pregnancy and a strong recovery. So let's not forget as well that there is a, a long recovery road once you've had your baby or once you've given birth um, that can be started while you're pregnant, particularly mindset-wise. And that's the first thing we're going to talk about. So supporting yourself with a healthy mindset is really important. So working out already will help to support a healthy uh, mindset in terms of improving your mood. Um, it can help to um, cope with pregnancy symptoms. So some movement, some exercise is going to help with things like morning sickness and fatigue. Um, obviously, all of those those up and down mood symptoms that we have. Um, Working out and exercise can really help to um, to help with some of those. So, and the better that you feel, the less symptoms, pregnancy symptoms that you're having to deal with, the better that you're just generally going to feel as well. So it's going to help you feel a bit happier. And then on the other side of that, what we want is for your exercise to help your mindset, no matter what you're doing. So we want it to be able to um, focus in on you working with your body and giving it exactly what it needs. And that's what's really important for this time right now. What you're doing in the gym um, is entirely there to support your body, to support what it's doing, support what you're doing, and make sure that it's got the best possible chance it has um, to have the best pregnancy and to help your baby grow and to help you deliver your baby and to help you have a strong recovery. So the earlier you can start getting yourself into that mindset, within your training, within your pregnancy, the absolute better. It'll become easier to deal with those, bringing those rep range, um, those perceived efforts down, changing some exercises, dropping some movements out and replacing them with other others. If you can get yourself into that mindset of my purpose is different right now, my aims are different right now, and I'm giving my body and my baby exactly what they need, and this is one of the things I need to do to make sure of that, it's just going to help you to ease into that much better and be much more comfortable with it. Um, another thing that we want to focus on throughout your exercising is the way that you breathe. So when um, when you're pregnant, there's a huge demand on your respiratory system. Um, obviously, you are now breathing for a baby as well, and also the amount of um, the amount of growth that your body is doing. So it's not just that your body, your baby needs the oxygen; your body needs all that extra oxygen to be able to um, to create life and to for your um your cells to be able to do their job and do what they need they, they need that oxygen so it's not just your baby that needs the extra oxygen it's you that needs the extra extra oxygen so we want to make sure that you're breathing well and you're able to breathe well throughout your training but then also the actual pattern of breathing that you have so when you as you progress through your pregnancy um, and baby is getting bigger your bumps growing it's pushing up on your diaphragm and it's making it like space to breathe a little less we can get into some um some kind of backwards breathing pat uh, patterns so instead of breathing down into your belly which is where we need to be breathing where we should normally breathe that breathing tends to come up into the chest your rib cage expands to allow for that just so that we can get some more air in so what we need to do is practice that diaphragmatic breathing so that even though there's not that much space there we're still training the breath to go down into the belly and we're able to get in as much air as possible and that's something that we definitely work with within the exercise that you do. Next up, we wanna make sure that we are looking after your pelvic floor. So this is something you can start doing from even before you get pregnant, but particularly um, from the early stages, it's not something that you generally 
um, should leave until later on in the pregnancy um, or even after you've given birth and then you, you need to recover. But taking into, um, into account and factoring in, looking after your pelvic floor from early on as possible is going to be the best situation for you as possible. So what we want to do when we're thinking about looking after pelvic floor is, first of all, we want to make sure that it's nice and strong and capable of supporting you and supporting your pregnancy and supporting a strong recovery. And what that means is um, doing your pelvic floor exercises in a way that help you to keep those muscles nice and strong. Now, pelvic floor exercises come in a range of different varieties. So there's the main one that we all know about, those Kegels where it's to squeeze, squeeze your pelvic floor, squeeze it, let it go, squeeze it, let it go. Um, they're the pretty, pretty standard ones, and that's probably the most basic way of looking after your pelvic floor. However, continue to exercise while you're pregnant, particularly weight training is a fantastic way of looking after your pelvic floor. By putting that load through it um, in the right way and to the right extent, it's going to help to build the strength and the endurance of those muscles to hold on to not just um, making sure that you're not leaking so that you're not wetting yourself while you're moving around and jumping up and down but also as your baby grows as your baby gets heavier and um, your abdomen grows the amount of weight that's put on your pelvic floor is going to increase significantly so by the time that you reach full-term pregnancy there's about five kilos of weight sat right on top of your pelvic floor now if you just imagine just how small of an area your pelvic floor is um, that's made up of a crisscross of muscles that's got holes in it you take a five kilo dumbbell and you sit that in the palm of your hand and you can understand just how much weight <laughs> your pelvic floor is having to carry and hold um, carry around and hold on to so getting those exercises in and making sure that you're looking after your pelvic floor um, from early on in your pregnancy is going to help to keep, um, keep that strength there and help it to support you and support your movement um, later on in that pregnancy. And also sets you up for a nice, strong recovery because you'll already have um, those movement patterns set in. You'll already have a good level of strength um, so you can help yourself to recover and help that strength to come back um, nice and quickly. What else we want to do is make sure that it's relaxed at the same time so that you're able to let your pelvic floor switch off so that you can, um, things like empty your bladder when you need it to, it can be relaxed when it's not needed and it's not going to cause you any discomfort, any pain when you're moving around um, and just generally supporting it through this time. So as I mentioned, there's a lot of weight sat on your pelvic floor as baby grows. So perhaps considering taking things out that are going to make that even worse. So um, taking some of those high impact movements out particularly as your pregnancy progresses once you get into like the second trimester certainly into the third removing things like jumping so box jumps skipping double unders running as well and um, just lowering the impact of your movement and um, just to make sure that you're not putting too much pressure through your pelvic floor and you're not asking too much of it and then other things like we've discussed with those weightlifting movements bringing that perceived effort down so when you are um going through a range of motion with um perhaps with a barbell for instance so say say you're doing a back squat once it gets challenging to stand that barbell up there's an awful lot of pressure put through your core through the inside of your, your abdomen which pushes down onto your pelvic floor um, so we want to minimize the amount of force that's going through your core and the amount of effort that you're having to use so that we're not pushing too much into that pelvic floor to get that barbell moving again. And that's why we want to, again, take into account those perceived efforts. Just lower those a little bit um, and make sure that you're not asking too much of your pelvic floor. Um, another thing we want to make sure that we're supporting is your core. So obviously, baby's going to go right in, inside, in the middle of your core. So it's sat right in the middle of your belly and it's going to grow and grow and grow and push out all of the sides of your belly. It's going to push on all the muscles surrounding your core. And, and on top of that, the weight is now in front of you. So there's a big weight out in front of you in terms of your abdomen, um, but also your breasts when they start to get heavier, get larger. Um, we want to make sure that your core is nice and strong and supportive of all of that without, again, asking too much of it. So continue to exercise and continuing to move. So having weight, um, moving weight around in particular. So things like deadlifts squats where the weight is sat on your shoulders overhead presses those kind of things even some things like um like side planks um if, 
perhaps with your knees dropped and push-ups and things like that, that put some um, tension through your core and ask for stability from your core are great ways of keeping your core nice and strong to support um, the weight of your baby and the weight of your abdomen and to help keep you in a nice position. What we don't want to do, though, is focus on the, or put too much effort through the front of your belly. So movements like sit-ups and crunches, um, if you do CrossFit, then things like toes to bar, um, kipping movements, so hanging from the from the rig, um, pull-ups, things like that, um, they're going to be things that are going to start to drop off as your pregnancy progresses. And the times where we want to take, um, take that consideration um, into account and perhaps think about getting rid of some of those movements are when they put too much pressure through your tummy so if you are pregnant or if you have been pregnant there may be times where you've seen usually particularly if, like, if you go to lie back or if you go to sit up where your belly goes into a bit of a funny shape so instead of being like a nice round shape the sides might squish in and it turns into a bit of a cone um, or you might see like a ridge down the front of your belly so your belly might still be round, but there's like a bump or a ridge um, that runs down the front of your belly. And what we want to do is avoid that from happening. What's happening there is there's too much pressure put on the front of your belly, so on those abdominal muscles. And they're trying to squeeze in and hold on and do their job, but they're fighting against everything that's inside it. Um, and too much pressure is put right down the middle of the front of your belly. So there's a very thin piece of connective tissue called the linear alba uh, that gets stretched as baby grows. That ab separation is um, it's necessary. It's totally normal to happen in pregnancy because we need to um, allow room for baby to grow. So what we want to do is make sure that that's not put under too much pressure by performing those exercises. So even things like if you're going to get up or lie down, move to your side and sit up um, or move to your side and roll, roll onto your back if you're getting down avoided movements that really put that pressure right on the middle of your tummy and to keep your belly a nice round shape so that once you've had your baby those muscles can rehab and recover and get stronger and pull back into the, the right places and support your core um, really really well then there's some obviously some other things that we need to make sure that you are um, taking into consideration and that your exercise program is supporting things like healthy weight gain. So you need to be gaining weight throughout your pregnancy. You need to gain a healthy amount of weight. What that is, is um, will change for you as an individual. Um, generally, if you are carrying a bit more body fat, then you might gain less weight. If you're carrying a little less body fat, then you might gain a bit more weight just to help support the growth of the baby and the effort that your body is going through. But weight gain is also a necessary part of pregnancy and we want to make sure that you are continuing to gain a, melt, a healthy amount of weight so we don't want your exercise programs to be battling against that um, and stopping you from gaining weight we want to allow you to continue that weight gain um, and make sure that your body is nice and healthy and then when it comes to things like actually what are you doing within your workouts so what you do within your workouts is entirely up to what you like to do so the kind of training that you like to do but there are some really really good exercises and good ways of training that are going to um, help support your pregnancy support your labor and support your recovery some of those things are um, the type of movement pa patterns that you go through so replicating the kind of movements that you will do once you've had your baby and these are things like picking the baby up off the floor carrying a baby around carrying a car seat carrying bags picking stuff up, putting it down, moving around. You'll do, once you've had your baby, you'll do more lifting and carrying than you've ever done in your whole life. So if you know how to do those movements properly and safely and you're nice and strong, so things like deadlifts, things like carries, things like having weight up on your shoulders, things like weighted lunges, all of these kind of things are going to be great prep. We call them mum prep. So to be mum strong, First of all, we've got to get that mum prep <laughs> in place. And those are these kind of movements, those real functional movements, the ones that are going to help your body to throw itself into this new mum life of having to lift and carry, carry car seats, carry bags, lift prams up off the floor, put them into the boot of the car. All those kind of movements are going to get you nice and strong in those movement patterns. And then practicing some labor positions as well. So giving birth, being in labor, giving birth, you're going to who knows what comfortable what position is going to be comfortable for you, but there are some positions that are going to be really beneficial if you are already comfortable 
within those positions. So things like sitting in the bottom of a squat. So if you've got a nice, strong, healthy squat, good mobility, you're comfortable in that position, it's going to be a great position to sit in while you're in labor. It's going to be, it's a really good position to give birth in. And if you're already comfortable in that position, then amazing. You know, you, you something you don't need to worry about. Your body's going to be comfortable sat in that position. Other things like lunges. So lunge positions are really good for giving birth in and um, throughout labor. Just generally being on your hands and knees. So sometimes um, you, we don't spend a lot of time on our hands and knees and on all fours. So putting some weight through your wrists and practicing that kind of movement so that you've got that position available to you. Um, these are all fantastic positions. They're, they're really good functional positions. They're positions that your body should be comfortable moving in anyway. But if, you're, if, you, if we can get you extra strong, extra comfortable in those positions, then you're going to have them available to you to just sit into and relax into to help with your labor and to help with your birth. So we like to practice those movements as well. And then... Ultimately, we want to focus on recovery. So recovery while you're pregnant. So making sure that you're recovering well between your sessions, that you're recovering well within your sessions as well, that you're taking as much rest and recovery and rest time and, and get your breath back as you need throughout your sessions um, and just working at your body's pace and what feels comfortable. But then also supporting a strong recovery after birth as well. So allowing you to be able to just take some time away, take those six, eight weeks to allow your, your body to do its natural healing, to allow yourself to get into a rhythm of being a new mum, new life, breastfeeding, bottle feeding, however things may look for you and to just become acclimatized to that and accustomed to that. And then to begin to get back into some sort of movement. If you've trained throughout your pregnancy and you're comfortable with those movements and you're comfortable with moving your body, that's going to make that process much easier. Your body's going to be able to handle that a lot easier. Obviously, it's all determined on what kind of labor and birth that you have, and that's totally unpredictable. We can't, we can't say how that's going to pan out, and sometimes you need more recovery, and sometimes it's going to take a little bit more effort out of your body than, than other times. But what we can do is set you up really, really well to, um, to recover from that. And that's you know, they're the, the goals that we want to focus on, the aims for training throughout your pregnancy. So it's supporting a really strong pregnancy, but then also setting your body up for as healthy and as a strong recovery as possible once you've given birth as well. And then finally, we're just going to talk a little bit about this can versus should. So previously, like a little bit earlier on, I talked about that kind of if you're questioning something, maybe you should go away and, and have a think about it. Maybe it's something you need to speak to somebody about. Um, perhaps it's something that you think, do you know what? I'm just going to park this until after I've had my baby. Um, it's not the end of the world. But then there's some things that you're thinking, do you know what? I can do it. I can do it. So do I need to take it out? And these are things like quite often we see this with things like impact movements, um, kipping movements, gymnastic movements, where you're like, do you know what? My body feels pretty capable of this. I might be 35 weeks pregnant, but I'm feel quite comfortable doing double unders i feel quite comfortable skipping i'm not having any leaking doesn't feel uncomfortable at all and this is where we want to take into that can versus should argument you can do it your body is capable of do it doing it but what is your aim right now for your training and that is to support your body through this pregnancy and to support a healthy recovery so if you think about you know continuing to do double unders at 35 weeks pregnant um the amount of weight that's already sat on your pelvic floor, it's going to get heavier. It's already stressed. It might be coping right now. Then you've got to give birth. So the chances are it's going to receive an awful lot of trauma through that birth process. And then you've got your recovery. So perhaps thinking about how you can, again, encourage the best outcome as possible. Is right now the best time to be including double unders in your workout? Or would it be a really good time to be a bit more sensible about it, perhaps, um, and to focus on that setting yourself up for a strong recovery um, by just saving saving those movements for a later date? Um, and it's not to say that, you know, if, if you've done that or if that's something that you are doing, you can continue doing, you feel like you want to, that you're doing anything wrong. I'm just offering you um, an alternative way of, of approaching those movements um, and thinking about them um, and helping you with to approach that mindset piece of, you know, right now is is not the time to be pushing myself to do the things that I think I should be doing, quote unquote. Um, it's 
the time to be just enjoying what I'm doing, supporting my body, supporting my baby and supporting what's to come in the future as well. And that's the main takeaway throughout the whole of this um, this episode and for any approach that you have for training while you're pregnant, do what you enjoy, do what feels good. Um, and if there's anything that you ever feel to- at all uncomfortable about, speak to somebody about it, find out a bit more information. Um, there's places that you can search online. Obviously, the NHS has some guidelines. World, World Health Organization has some guidelines. The Royal College of um, Obstetrics and Gynecology has some guidelines. They're all pretty general. We'll speak to things like to do with like contraindications and symptoms and things like that. But you can find a wealth of information that can be specifically tailored to you and that's relevant to you. So places like, for example, the MumStrong platform, finding a specialist trainer that can give you some answers, that can take that information that, that given by the organisations and by the medical bodies and put that into specific um, relative and relevant information for you as an individual to help you just to unpick some of those things um, if you've got some real concerns about your health and speak to your midwife and speak to your GP and raise those questions with them they may be able to point you in the direction of some other people as well um, that they know of that will be able to help you but the more questions that you ask the more information you're going to gather and the more confident that you're going to be that you are exercising safely through your pregnancy so I hope this episode has been useful for you um, there's an awful lot to talk about when it comes to exercising whilst um, pregnant. I've tried to be as helpful as possible. I've tried to be as little, as least general as possible. But obviously, speaking to a wide audience and not speaking to an individual, we all come across those um, those barriers. So if there are any questions that you do have, please, please feel free to get in touch and I'll be able to help you out. Um, I'll point you in the right direction and get some more information for you. If you want to find out more about what we're doing with the Mum Strong movement, you can follow me on Instagram at Coach Helen Gatt. Um, we also now have a specific Mum Strong Facebook page, so search Mum Strong movement, and we've got a group so you can join other Mum Strong mummers um, <laughs> or Mum Strong ers um, and be part of the actual community um, of women who are behind this movement and supporting this movement and getting loads of information um, and loads of help through it. You can also go on to our website, which is www.crossfitoutwork.com forward slash pregnancy dash postnatal. Find more information about specific services that we offer as well and how to get in touch with us. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, I know this one has been me just talking on and on. Yeah, I hope it's been helpful. Um, and I'll speak to you all really, really soon. Bye.